Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today has been working in the self-development world for over 20 years. She now teaches people how to shift their limiting beliefs and create success in any area of their life with the simple process of mindset. Success and achievement is a system, not a hard work. Uh, Welcome to the show, Mandy Avil. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here, John. Um, Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. Pleasure to have you. That was obviously a very brief introduction to yourself if you could tell the listeners a bit more about yourself what you do and how you help I sure can so yeah absolutely I've been around personal development for over 20 years and I started off really because my life was in a mess I mean it's pretty much like most people most coaches and mentors out there um, have been through the been through the mill and that's why we teach and support you know that's just how it was 20 odd years ago and um, I started my journey then Um, really going through quite a few different modalities like NLP and hypnotherapy and cognitive behavioral coaching um, and uh, turned my life around, turned my relationships around, turned everything around totally. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was interesting because I actually still ended up about 15 years later getting stuck, which didn't figure. It's like I was very successful. I've got my own business. It was very successful, but I still knew I could do more I still knew you know like often people you get that feeling that it's like I know I can do more than this and have more than this yeah um as I kind of got stuck which didn't make sense to me because um yeah I just done a lot a lot of personal development and um I got so stuck I kind of really um fell into the trap that a lot of people fall in which is trying harder so I tried harder and harder and harder. And in the end, I burnt out. <laughs> so because yeah. trying harder is never sustainable. <clears throat> so, um, I burnt you out. Do more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, and, you know, and it, it's such a trap that, that people fall into. Um, and so I just quit. I quit my I quit my business. I closed it down okay. and said, enough's enough. I can't do this. And for a little while, I wasn't quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came across my mentor that was my mentor until he passed last year. In fact, he passed a year ago today, bless him, mm-hmm. which is Bob Proctor. Okay. Uh, yeah. And um, I was very fortunate to be able to work literally side by side with him and teach his material. Mm. And for me, it was the missing jigsaw piece. I really got to understand why I'd achieved so much in the first place, which I didn't really understand. I thought it was just by luck kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then really understood how my mind works. And it everything is, you know, comes from how we think and what our beliefs are. So um, understood it and now I teach it. And that's exactly what I do. And I love it. So, so can you, before we come back to I want to try and understand a little bit more about you there with that thing about getting stuck. So if you don't mind, I'd yeah. like to come back to that. But what do you do now then to help people in their lives? What kind of things do you do to, to help them? How, like you said, you've, you've learned this to help yourself. What kind of things do you pass on to others? 
Okay, so I, I, um, <clears throat> I mentor people through a very specific program, um, and it's based on Bob's work. It's, it's actually is Bob's work, yeah. um, and it's a six-month program, um, which really begins to bridge the gap between where people are and where they want to be because there's always a gap there you know it's like mm. here but I want to be there so why aren't I there and how do I get there even though here is usually an okay place but we usually feel it's not it's yeah. it's like if we're not happy with something externally in our life we want to be over there and the pro the process it's just a process because I think in, in the introduction we said you know it's a system it's, it's not hard work it doesn't have to be hard work um, and that's why I say it's a system. And that's what I do. That's what I do. We take people through understanding where they want to go. That's the first thing. Because if you don't know where you want to go, how the hell are you ever going to get there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and I, I, I'm shocked at how many people that I speak to that don't know where they want to go. Yeah. They know what they don't want, but they actually yeah. don't know what they do want. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I work a lot like that with my clients with the relationship yeah. stuff. They say they know a lot about what they don't want in a relationship. Yeah. But I'd say 90% of them don't really consider what they do want. Exactly. And then what happens then is that if they know what they don't want, we, that people start to focus on what they don't want. Mm -hmm. And then when you're focusing on what you don't want, you begin to create more of what you don't want because wherever we put our focus is our energy. So we, we end up, people end up just creating more of what they don't want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really important to know where you want. And we, it's yeah. like, like I said, it's a, it's a process of um, understanding how our mind works. Because I think if we understand how our mind works and it's not complicated, really isn't complicated, then we can have some control over how we use our mind you know and, and it's something uh john that we're never taught at schools I, you know we're not we we're just never taught about it you know we're not i saw a great post on on um facebook today which said why was i taught algebra at uh, at school when actually that doesn't help me with my tax returns <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like you know, yeah. we're, not, we're, not, we're not taught how to be, like you say, we're not taught how to be effective humans, you know, outside of the morals and the values and all of that. You know, how do we effectively um, become, use ourselves, use the inner resources and the inner gifts, I like to call them, that mm -hmm. we have innately in us? How do we bring those more of that to the surface to be a really effective human being? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and we need to understand how our mind works. As the mind, in my world, our mind is the is the beginning of that. Is 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 where it all stems from. So. Yeah. How do you how do you do that with you? Because you say like it's easy kind of to understand yourself. Yep. I I within the work that I do is is about exactly the same thing. It's understanding yeah. how you've got yourself into the relationship space you've got yourself into, which yeah. now means that your relationships aren't great. Yeah. Well, that's a really kind of it can be a quite an in-depth process to kind of understand what's happened in the past and how your brain's kind of perceived all of that information and made up the mechanisms in which we use now to to function in the relationships that we've got yeah how do you sort of look at it from your point of view with what you yeah. do to help people to understand themselves in that way so the first thing to understand is is the first thing to understand is that we have a mind and that mind that we are able to use. And when we understand it, we can use it better. Mm. Um, but we need to accept them. I and the first thing is as well is accepting that 
um, new ideas because we can become very conditioned. Mm. We become very conditioned in how we think. We become very conditioned in our behavior and yeah. it becomes very much automatic. I think it's, you know, you know, if you look at some studies, it's between 95 and 98% of our behavior in any one day. It's just automatic pilot. So this conditioning that we have, it's it's teaching people how to become aware of that. Yeah. So showing people some tools and understanding of seeing where they're, where they're just conditioning. They're just reacting rather than responding. Right. Uh, and our mind is, is fairly, you know, when I teach them this material, it's I teach it very basic that, you know, there's just two parts of our mind. We have, you know, I'm sure psychologists will say there's a whole bunch of parts of our mind, but I teach there's two parts of our mind, a conscious and a, and a, and, um, a subconscious. And the conscious has is very discerning. It can discern, it can accept, it can reject. And our subconscious will always take anything that our conscious puts into it. Um, and so it's not discerning. So when you begin to have that realization, it's like, okay, so I've got a bunch of stuff in my my subconscious mind, which is part of my conditioning. Yeah. And I'm still putting stuff in it that reinforces. And I think just as you said, with relationships, reinforcing that yeah. and therefore... Um, we can see in different areas of our life and relationships, a beautiful one, how we can, uh, money is another great one, okay? How yeah. we can go round in cycles. And it's like, why has this happened? Because this happened to me two years ago and now it's happening again. And in fact, when if people look back, there's, I call it a vicious circle, that yeah. there are cycles that we just keep going and going round and round. Because on a on an unconscious level we don't do it consciously but on an unconscious level um we want to kind of prove ourselves right mm. whatever that belief is that oh, right. paradigms we want to prove it the paradigm wants to prove itself right so we attract vibrationally everything that's going to match that yeah. and um that's the that's the condition and that's what we need to escape and that's the information that i didn't get in uh -huh. 50 years of personal development and that's what's changed my yeah. whole uh life around yeah that's a really interesting point you know a couple of points you made there like where, where your energy kind of your energy goes to where you focus right so if you're focusing on everything that you're trying to avoid you just keep finding everything you're trying to avoid and then that that thing about the truths i like i like to sort of think of it that your brain has its own set of truths so these beliefs that it believes yeah. are real and they're, they're, that's their truths yeah that's your truth and if your truths don't exist you then cry and create your truths and if you've got a, a a negative set of limiting beliefs or a negative core belief then you're going to keep manifesting the, the truth that reminds you of all the things that are, you're never going to get or you can't have or how you see yourself or what relationships are like what your money beliefs might be and, and you're just going to keep finding yourself in the same spaces all the time that's a hundred percent that's the vicious circle that's a hundred percent because fundamentally those truths we do believe them as true you know i say we believe them as truths they're they're as real as you know the pen in my hand and the microphone yeah. we're talking into they we consider them to be that real but actually they're they're more illusional but they're not they're, they're not illusional yeah. we don't feel that they are no. um so so we feel like they're facts and they're real um so yeah, I, absolutely yet at the very beginning we didn't put those we didn't and you know as babies if you think about babies babies are born with their consciousness wide open we know that okay their, their consciousness is wider they don't have a cognitive mind mm. up until around about 
between five and seven around about seven i think it's 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 considered that that um a child is is then pretty much as cognitive that still they still get more cognitive but they've got that cognitive mind at that point mm. so uh, so babies when they're born they're they're like a sponge yeah. you know they're wide open and everything is going into the their subconscious so whatever said to them from parents, carers, siblings, community is all going into their subconscious mind. But the thing about it is there's no uh, level of being able to spit it back out. That's not useful. I don't want that. Mm. But the other thing, John, I think is really important is vibrationally because we are vibrational beings. So vibrationally it comes into babies. And then before you know it, we have an identity that we think that this is who we are, this is mm. what the reality is, you know, again, with relationships, you know, um, because you've experienced maybe some abuse between parents or whatever, that women are weak, or men are strong, or men are abusers, or whatever it is, mm. not cognitively, nothing's cognitive at that time. Mm. But whatever it is, I mean, they're very stereotypical, but whatever it is that we've absorbed as children, we start to uh, as you said, quite rightly, we start to, because it's vibrational in us, we start to attract those things to us mm. and experience to us that we will confirm it. Mm. And every time we confirm it and we validate it, it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And I sort of refer to them like they're the real anchors that are holding us to the seabed. Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, we might have a goal over there that we want to go to, but actually you're anchored to the seabed and we've got to cut that off mm. in order to be able to go to the port that you want to as, a, as an analogy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I yeah. agree. It's something yeah. that can really keep us, like you said, anchored to these old ways of thinking, old ways of believing and, and keep us stuck in that same spot all over, yeah. over and over again. And the bit about baby. I was just, just going to say there because you know it's it goes beyond the 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 thoughts and the beliefs because again I never I did I was never aware of this I didn't realize this that actually how we what we believe these paradigms um, and our belief system actually control our body they control our habitual behaviors mm. so so it's like. I always used to think, no, 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 no. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I know what I'm doing. It's like, we don't, <laughs> you know, most of the time we're going on like with a screen over us because it's our subconscious yeah. that is really in the driving seat of our behaviors, are our actions, mm. as well as feeding the thoughts for us as well. So sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no, that's fine. It's, it's, it's like you said, they start really being conscious then, isn't it? And bringing all yes. the, really living in a conscious way. I think the more um, awareness that, you know, there's no end to awareness. Mm. There is no end to it. It's not like, oh, I'm suddenly aware now. Everything's, you know, everything's better. I've, I've got, I've got, I've got this now, you know, I've got the hang of it because awareness is forever expanding. So just like we're forever expanding, universe is forever expanding. We're part of a one unit. Okay. So we, awareness is always expanding. Mm. So, you know, um, our awareness has expanded from, today from from yesterday so it's an ever evolving and and um seeing and being aware of of how we are because we've always limited we'll always be limited we're although you know fundamentally however you you know you or your listeners might look at it we, there's a something inside us which would you call whatever whatever you want to call it spirit source whatever universe that doesn't matter what name you give it 
but that is within us mm. and is always looking for further expression. So it's always expanding. So we're because we're not in isolation in this universe and on this planet. So it's, we're always looking to expand. And that's so exciting. I love that. Yeah. I love to think that tomorrow I could understand something greater than I do today mm. because I just I just find that an adventure. I really I think, I th yeah, I mean, I've had many discussions about this in the past about how we as humans have this. I mean, we wouldn't be in the space that we were, that we are now as human beings if we hadn't needed that expansion, if we didn't need to move and we didn't need to create and we didn't need to do all the things that purposefully drive us forwards. Yeah. But again, when we're, we're looking at people that, and I want to come back to your getting stuck bit now. Yeah, yeah. Is that when we get stuck, it's it's when we're not looking forwards. It's not we're not looking purposefully. We're not looking to expand ourselves. We're not looking for something else. And when we get stuck in that space where we are just maybe lost a little bit in our own minds, and we are not able to to live in that conscious way to express ourselves in the way we want to. Did you think something like that might have happened when you got stuck? Because it's interesting you said that it was when you started working with yeah. Bob Proctor that you started to recognise yeah. how you can shift your paradigms. Yeah. But you were doing so well, and then all of a sudden you just yeah. needed to stop. Yeah. Well, interestingly, um, I how I like to explain it is if people, people do get stuck, and it's because – people say I'm stuck <laughs> you know people say either I don't know or I'm stuck you know and yet we're never stuck and we always know okay but that's the most common answer I don't know or I'm stuck um and that stuckness is um can manifest for myself I was so frustrated I just got frustrated that there's an like I say that there's an innate feeling for most of us to know that we want more there is more we i i can be more you know i i suppose um and i think it's in everybody but i think we turn different ways i think there's different ways that we turn as human beings right. for example like there's addictions i think you know i think we get addicted to being stuck because it's a pattern it becomes a pattern and we can get addicted to um, to an external stimuli that we think will help us out, you know, mm. whether that's, um, you know, maybe excessive, uh, sometimes excessive exercise or uh, maybe shopping or something that can be like, I get some pleasure out of this or, but although it's just short lived because that's an addiction, mm. so we try to, ex and we try to express who we are but it's not always healthy and it's not always doesn't always end up where we want to be, but mm. we then become, uh, we settle for it. You know, um, we settle for it. And I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's a, a lot of people out there. It's like um, names are eluding me right now, but I'll come to them. <laughs> Would be saying that we, um, we settle for second best because we then, um, we know what we're dealing with. So people can be unhappy. Mm. You can like just in relationships or with money, just those two things are probably mm. the most significant things for people, maybe career as well, or business, right? But we settle because we are almost addicted to the pain of the settling because it's familiar. Mm. So we stay there and we stay there and we stay there. Yeah. 
even though we don't want to be there, even though we don't like it. How many people overeat even though they want to be losing weight? Mm. You know, it's it's so addictive. And those those little intricacies, if you if you like, of, of how we operate with our mind and our behavior. There are solutions out there for that. There really are solutions out there for and I And I believe that one of them is to understand yourself more. And when you can understand yourself more and understand how you you might not need to know how you got it there in the first place, but actually you want to make a new model. And that's what I, that's what Bob always taught me. He said, you know, if make the old model obsolete and just make a new model, right? You know, that's all you need to do. Right. So, um, yeah. I guess you just now have to have to have that awareness that you are stuck in the old model, don't you? It's- you do. And, and, you, and, and if you are, you've got to know you're in prison. <laughs> that's the yeah, I guess you also you need to have that. that. Have that uh, within you to say, okay, now I've, I'm, I need to change this. Like, well, that, that's kind of what hit me about relationships. When you talk about addictions, I was addicted to brand new relationships. Wow. So I was like a serial monogamist. I would go okay. from one person <laughs> to the next person to try and get my fix, to get my hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that new yeah. feeling of the possibility of a relationship and what it all could, could be. And I could lose myself in that space for a certain amount of time. And then something in my brain would shut me off and I go, okay, this is enough now and you need to go and find something else to get to get this hit. Um, And then it got me to a point where I thought, actually, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I needed to sit and and sit with that space and go, what am I doing? Because this is just one catastrophe after another. And I know that I'm playing a substantial role in all of this and I need this to stop. What do you do when you don't, if you just keep going though and you don't realize that you need to stop you well some people never know some people never make and some people never get to that point and i feel very blessed and thank you very very grateful that i that i had a certain amount of awareness to say enough's enough mm-hmm. okay and then see the opportunity because that's the other thing you might not have said enough's enough but the opportunity to see that might arise. And in fact, it probably comes to you many times. Hundreds of times, probably. (laughs) Probably, but you never, you just don't see it because you're not Mm. in that frequency. Mm. But there may be just one time when you've just peeked into that frequency and there's this opportunity and it's like, that's it. That's where I'm going. And Mm. and on that basis, like enough is enough. You know, I'm done. I was was talking to um, somebody, in fact, this week, and that's exactly where they were. You know, they had done a lot of introspection. They'd done a lot of a lot of things and they weren't operating where they wanted to be. And that's what they said. I'm done. It's like, right, great stuff. Let let yeah. now we can work. Now you're open to learn some new ideas and new ways of doing things and willing to take a different route. Because that's one of the other things that I that I find, um, John, is that a lot of everyone's able to make a shift and a change everyone everyone is able to and but not everybody is willing you know consciously everyone says yeah of course I'll do it of course I'll, I'll do whatever you tell me to do I just don't want this anymore you yeah, know yeah. but actually it went back to actually I'm addicted to my comfort zone I'm addicted to the way I always do things mm-hmm. and actually when it, there's there's the presentation of doing something very different like opposite to what you might do previously it's like whoa i'll do everything but i'm not going to do that mm. because it feels 
threatening to the very core and and it, it's scary it yeah. can be scary yeah very much so yeah it's yeah, one of the I things i cover in my coaching program which is resistance yeah when we hit that point where we're, we're all ready to go and we're doing these <laughs> things to try and make ourselves feel better and, and create the life that we're looking for and then all of a sudden our brain says i don't want to do this anymore uh, <laughs> no thank you yeah, i want to go back to what i know because like you yeah. said that is that comfort zone that we get so it, familiar with that our brain loves to stay in it's very um what's the word luring it's mm -hmm. very 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 luring it's you know it really is the uh it's very sneaky and it sneaks up on us you know i can sometimes for myself you know you know um i'm always learning always mm -hmm. always learning I've, i haven't got it sussed at all you know um so I'm sometimes, you know, cheerfully going along and then and then it's a Napoleon, one of Napoleon's hill books, in fact, think and grow. Um, no, outwitting the devil. He talks about drift and how we drift. Right. OK. And sometimes it's like I'm going along and da da da. And, and suddenly I'm thinking, hang on a minute, Mandy, you know, when's the last time you got uncomfortable? <laughs> like, hang on a minute. You say, mm. you know, and it's like walk your talk. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. I've shrunk back into a, an older version of myself, if you like. So that's again, that's one of the things that that um you show people how to create that newer version of yourself. So it's yeah, something yeah. I'm always doing. Yeah. So sometimes I, I you know, I've created this. Oh, I've got a dog in the background, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> um and uh you know going along and then sometimes it, people we shrink back we just shrink back again so it's um it's very sneaky it's very mm -hmm. sneaky it sneaks up on you like whoa i need to take the take the risks again and put myself out there again and, and become vulnerable and mm -hmm. go further again and it's and it's yeah and it's like that yeah it, it is it's about like you said that awareness that what you're doing to yourself and how you are interacting with yourself and how that's now manifesting in your life. Absolutely. Wasn't that a great thing? I love that. How you're interacting with, that's just beautiful, that is, how you're interacting with yourself. And given, of course, you're a relationship coach, so, hey, you know, you've got to be, if, if you're not interacting, if you haven't got the great relationship with yourself, how the hell are you going to go out there and have great relationships exactly. with other people? Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know what? It's really, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I do a lot of, um coaching uh not just the program that i do but i do other coaching um you know i do every weekly coaching live coaching for for people that want to jump on okay. and one of them is around money I, I often do a lot of things around money um mm. and it's like we have a relationship with everything mm. it's not just about a relationship with other people but it's a relationship with money it's a relationship with your business it's a relationship with your career relationship with your work mm. you know relationship with the kettle that you put on every morning for your cup of coffee <laughs> you know and and the relationship that you have with yourself has to be fundamental to yeah. creating something greater for yourself out there i think that's that is your 24 7 relationship isn't it so if like you said if that's not in a good space then it's going to influence everything else that goes on in your life because if you're not in a good space within yourself or enjoying kind of being with you in a relationship then it's going you're going to struggle in in so many different areas including everything you've already you've mentioned there all those other things will will they you know will permeate from that won't it yeah it's the it's the very core it's the very core of 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 us really isn't it you know it's like self-awareness is hugely hugely key. Oh, it, absolutely i mean it starts with us and it ends with us 
So um, one of the things that <laughs> I learned from Bob at a very, very early on was like, he said, I remember him saying to me, you're the only problem you've got, Mandy, and you're your only solution. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. We are we are our own solution. And and, and some of the work, I, I guess really the work that I do is showing not people the solution, but how they tap into their own solutions because we are our own solutions, but we're so close, we get so closed off to that that we don't don't know how to open that bottle again or open that cupboard to go and say, oh no, I forgot I got that in there. That oh look at all that big pile of confidence in there. I'd yeah. forgotten about that. Let me get some of that back out, you yeah. know. And I and think that's that is I thought I got coaching. yes. Yeah, that, that's the beautiful thing about coaching is is I'm helping people to unlock their own capabilities yeah. and 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 beliefs, uh, self-belief that they can like you said find their own way and, and understand that, that all of what they need is inside of them they just may be not able to see it at this moment absolutely i i just feel like you know where we're just all well all we do is point point the direction mm. in there and it's i think often actually the work that uh, you do and probably and i certainly do it's it's more about asking the right questions so asking the right questions because if you've got an empowering question because most people ask when they talk to themselves because hey come on we all talk to ourselves don't we so when most people talk to them talk to themselves it's they'll say things like why the hell did I do that mm. and I got that wrong again and they'll come with a question that is disempowering for them rather than oh okay how could I do that differently what's the best way for me for me to do that mm. because the best way for me to do something might not be your best way no. So it's like we do have our, our own solutions and it's asking ourselves far more empowering questions that help us move forward rather than keep us where we are. Yeah, like, what's wrong? How many people do you know? They say, what's wrong with me? <laughs> exactly. I mean, self-talk can be demoralising and, oh. uh, and and just stop you from doing anything, can't it? It's interesting what you said. One of the things I really love about my clients is when I say something to them, and I'll put a suggestion maybe out there and then they'll come back the following week and they'll say, John, what you said last week was wrong. It's this. And I love that. Yeah. And they say, I don't want to like, and people would think, oh, maybe you don't like to be told that you you got it. I love it when I get it wrong. So it's when they come back and say, you got it wrong. It's actually, this is what's the issue. Or this is how I feel. This is. And I love that because it's, they've gone back and they've connected something and then they can now for themselves Correct. Found their own answer, so they know exactly what it is that that's going, yeah. on and they can do something with it. I love that. That's like um, that's like just you've just cracked a little bit there. You just open that little bit, mm. and then they've got then they've gone in and found it. Yeah, that's, yeah, love it, love it, love it. That's so good. Yeah, completely. So when it comes to kind of relationships, that's yeah. a little thing for yourself. What what kind of how do you see relationships? What's kind of the biggest influences on you as far as relationship concerned, what's helped maybe hindered, uh, how are relationships significant in your life? Well, I think all relationships are significant because that's how we, like I said, we don't operate in isolation, do we? Mm. Um, you know, whether it's a relationship, you know, we're in a relationship right now, just, just having this conversation. Yeah. So I think for me, one of the things that um, I always look at is, how what is my attitude so my attitude to anything 
is a measure of who I'm being. Is that's what I say. That's how I I like to continue to build and live my life and expand my life. Hmm. So my attitudes and and an attitude is you know our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. So I'm always looking to see well what's my attitude and certainly to situations. So that I'm always wanting to look because we're natural judges. You know, we can't help it. We learnt it as children. They, we got judged, so we judged people. So we're natural judges. So I'm always looking to uh, improve my attitude and my my attitude. So my outlook. So my and I, it's my vibration. So what's my vibration in this in this relationship? You know, if it's with somebody else, it's like where's my attitude? What am I looking for in this person? Am I looking for their good? Am I looking for their greatness? Oh. Am I in a space for for them or am I judging am I judging me in comparison to them so oh they're, they're better than me mm. or or am I judging them it's like oh so you look like that so that must mean blah 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 something like that mm. so we are so so natural judges you know we just so so are yeah. um, and so I think for me in my relationships it's we talked about awareness It's becoming more aware. And I do that by looking at my attitude. So what am I saying? What am I feeling? Am I giving out um, kindness? Am I giving out um, openness? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am, I, am I ready to receive like whatever it is? Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I approach. I like to think I approach. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, you know, I don't know what's right and you know right and wrong, but I just do what's right for me, like we just said. So mm-hmm. that's how I tend to approach relationships rather than a lot of people go into relationships like what's in it for me. Yeah. What can I get out of this? So it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, for me, that doesn't work. No. Um, especially in business and a lot of business people, it's all about the transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for me, and and that's that's one of the very precious lessons that I learned from Bob. So um, I try to pull back from transactional. Do I do it all the time? No, of course I bloody don't. But <laughs> like everybody, well, some relationships where you are just really going to be going in and saying, "What can I get from this?" Because that's the purpose of the relationship, right? They're, Correct. There are going to be relationships where that's all it's about is how are we going to how how can you help me or how can I. Well, how can I help you? So it's really interesting, isn't it? Because there's some relationships that don't need to be. And then there's some relationships, like you say, um, especially if I talk to somebody, it's like, well, I can help you. You come into my program. So that becomes transactional. Mm-hmm. But what I what for me in the beginning, it's like, let me listen to you. Let me let me let me hear what's going on for you. And I'm sure you're the same. Let me hear what's going on for you. Um, and let's see if I can help you. Yeah. Um, and then I can help you more when you're when you're in. And then there's a transaction of money and services. So that is business. Yeah. But it's an attitude. There's an attitude there of I want you in. I want you as a client because I want the money in the bank. <laughs> you know. And and um, you know, some people do operate like that. Mm. So that's how it is for some people. So I try to be more mindful in terms of how I am interacting with people. Most definitely, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of clients in the past when I first probably started doing it that I would have just worked with regardless because I wanted wanted to earn some money, whereas now I'm a little bit more discerning about the people that I work with because I think, actually, can I work with you? Are we a good fit? Am I going to be able to help you in the right way? Um, 
And if not, then I would say that this 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 is not the yes. right kind of relationship for us to be trying to enter into. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and not everybody does that, but I think that's, that's the word. It's get energy, isn't it? I think it's called you're in get energy rather than give energy. Um, that you're always looking to get. And um, it's interesting because that's just popped in. I'm, I'm doing a series on narcissistic personalities at the moment, and that's a very transactional, what can I get out of this type space? And it's for me. And yeah. it's all very, majority of the time, it's a massively unhealthy thing to enter any kind of relationship with. Well, I, I think it is. Um, but I, I think it's a lack of, <clears throat> you know, it's not about judging others for where they're at we're all at our stage that we're at do you know mm. what i mean mm. and it, it's like some people would like to know what's open the door and have a look in there and then some people don't want to mm. so I, I think we've sort of gone full circle because we already yeah. said that so it's like well if you want to open the door and have a little look in there you might find something that's suitable for you in that door rather than you know here where you are mm. um, and not everybody will do that not everybody wants to either no, so, they're very fixed, aren't they, in their space yeah. because that's their space. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really clear that it's okay for people to be wherever they. And I used to have a problem with that years ago. I'd have a problem with with that. It's like, no, you can't be okay. I want to fix you. <laughs> <laughs> or even if it's like, yeah. like clients, so I sit with my clients sometimes, and they go, "But I don't get why they're doing that, and it's just not, it's not the right thing to do." And I'm like, "But that's who they are." And then, yeah, completely from your point of view, that is not the right thing. And you can't understand that because it's not you. But it doesn't mean that what they're doing is necessarily wrong or it's a bad thing. It's just the way that, the way that they do things. And it's about being open to say, okay, if that's how they work, how do I work with that? Or how do I stop it being an issue? For yes. yes. So what, you're at, that's absolutely right. So the thing about it is, is that we can't always – well, in fact, we don't. The only place that we actually have control is here. Yeah. In here, here. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's coming to a head and a heart at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> our mind, our mind. Yeah, it's, it's the only place, and our conscious mind, to be fair, is the only place that we have control. We can think what we want. Mm. No one can make us think what we what anything. Although most people say, "Oh no, they made me do this and they mm. made me do that." But we are actually in control of our thoughts. It's the only place in the whole universe where we have 100% control, and that is our thinking. 100% control we have over our thinking. So so we're going back to saying it's like, how do you, do you want to react to an external circumstance or a person, or do you want to respond? Now, once we react, we're giving our power away to being, allowing anything external to us to be in control of us. Mm -hmm. And that's just, we give our power away. But mm -hmm. actually when we can begin to learn how to um, respond and uh, we're in control of us. Yeah. We can respond in a way that is appropriate and and is is satisfies us, if you like, mm. and keeps us on a on a uh, equilibrium, rather than he made me angry, she made me angry, this made me angry. What the hell is that going on? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it, you don't have to. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be like that. And I tell you what, life is so much more peaceful when we when you have control in your thinking. I won't point anymore in your thinking rather than giving the control out there to circumstances and situations. I mean, you see it all the time. On, I think you can you come back to what you said about not being taught as kids. When a, a thing, thing I talk about is that when you are growing up, it's what you said just now. 
you make me angry, you upset me, you did this. And we take, we're given responsibility for the, the feelings, the behaviours, you made me do this type thing. And we, we're given the responsibility. And then we either then become one of these people that can just always take responsibility for how everybody else is. But then again, at the same time, we make people responsible for us at the same time. But rather than being being told when we're younger that, that you are responsible for how you feel. You are responsible for what you do. No one is telling you to, even if I'm telling you to do this, it doesn't mean that you have to do it and you need, you can own that. And I think that, again, that's a massive lesson to learn when you're a lot younger. Yeah. I'm not responsible for how you feel. You are. I might do something you don't like or that you do like, which then elicits some kind of emotional response. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still your emotional response. It's not, it's not. Yeah. It's like uh, I can remember. Um, well, I'll tell you quite a personal story. And the reason I pause there, so it's not, it's not a story I tell very often. In fact, I don't think I, and this is quite public, really, but I'll tell you. And it's a relationship story. Mm-hmm. So this is going back a long time, uh, over 20 years. And um, I was married and I had an affair. And um, I told my then husband that I, I'd had an affair. And um, so there's a bit of an upheaval at the time, a bit of a mess. Mm. Um, But, you know, we got on again and again. And um, and but the relationship never really got fixed. He and and he had some behaviors that I didn't like. And obviously I had some behaviors he didn't like. And I can remember um, I can remember him saying, yeah, but you've hurt me. And I said, yeah, I know I have, but it's not my responsibility to make you better. And, you know, and that might sound very harsh for some people to hear. And I said, like, you know, if you go out and get shot, do you expect that shooter to make you better and heal you? And I said, whatever I do, it was like, whatever I do, you're never going to feel better. Because unless you get feel better for yourself, mm. it's not me that's going to make you feel better. It, I just, it won't happen. Yeah. Um and he didn't really get it at the time. Uh, but and we separated very, very amicable in the end. Yeah. Very, very, very amicably. And in fact, the, the story, the story went at how we separated. We separated about two years later, and it really it really wasn't working. Yeah. And he, he used to like his his pints. Mm. And um, so I'd nag him a bit around the pints. Okay. And I remember we so we sat down, uh, we sat down at the table and I said, Okay, this is it. All right. Are you prepared to do whatever it takes to keep this marriage together? And and he said, yes. So I said, well, I want you to stop drinking. And then I said, I'm going to ask myself the same question. Am I prepared to do whatever it takes? And he said, what do you want me to do? He said, stop nagging me about the drinking. I said, well, I ain't going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And neither of us were prepared to do whatever it took. (laughs) And it was actually, do you know what, John? It was very profound because it was suddenly we realized, oh, my God. And we took responsibility for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, this is broken. Mm-hmm. and um it was very emotional as well yeah it, it, it was a five minute conversation it was done and it was over and yeah. then we had a very am- amicable divorce so yeah. um it's not a story i tell very often thank, thank <laughs> but you. it's thank about you. taking responsibility yeah. and ownership isn't it most definitely thank you for sharing and like you said that may sound really harsh but it's so true you can only provide the conditions to show that they can trust you and that you, you won't do what you did again but you can't heal what what is what has been hurt inside of them and that's that's that inner work and 
self-reflection, everything else that we talked about earlier on that needs to be done. Um, It doesn't matter what you do. It's never really going to heal them until they decide to heal themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks again for sharing the story. You're welcome. Um, So if people would like to reach out to get in touch, how would they, how would they do that? They can, yeah, they can go to, uh, well, there's two shout Can I give two shout outs? Can I do two shout outs? Yeah, of course. Okay. So my first shout out is uh, if you want to get in touch with me, great. Um, You can go to my website, which is theinfinitemindcompany.com www obviously the infinite mind company um and if you want to talk to me there's a little button on there you can just book in a in a call and we can have a chat so that's easy the other thing that i wanted to do a quick call out for and i think i just mentioned it before we got into our conversation was that um i do i have a foundation Mm -hmm. and the foundation is that we take uh, our mindset training uh in projects to young um young uh, Africans in different different countries in Africa uh, between the ages of 18 and 25 Um, and um, I would like to give that if you're you're interested in the work that we do out there um, then the website is africatcf.org so if you want to check that out we Mm -hmm. do that it's quite we're quite busy there at the moment so there's two shout outs awesome thank you thank you mandy so if you want to reach out to mandy the details are in the show notes so you can again can contact uh with mandy and get on some kind of strategy call with her uh, yeah. and if you want to find out more about the project that she does in africa then please uh do visit the website and, and if there's any way people can help with that i guess they can get involved in some way they certainly can, and they can get involved on the website. So it's africatcf.org. Awesome, awesome. What a great, uh, worthy yeah. um, endeavour that is. Um, I always like to ask my guests if they've got a kind of a parting word of wisdom or a favourite quote that they want to leave. Yeah, and I have hundreds. <laughs> but I, I came up with one, didn't I? Um, and I'm going to go with Napoleon Hill. So Napoleon Hill was... Um, his book Think and Grow Rich was the book that um, Bob Proctor read every single day for I think it was almost 60, 65 years. Wow. He read it every day, every day. Um, and um, so I want to give a quote from Napoleon Hill. And he says, no more effort is required to aim high in life than it does to aim low. So we want to we wanna go as high as we can. We want the best. So mm-hmm. go for the best because the effort is internal. So if you if you've got to go internal, you might as well go high, then go low. <laughs> That's really interesting because this uh, that always reminds me of the thing where it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. I know. <laughs> That's exactly it. Same, same kind of yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Well, I guess he's saying it takes exactly the same kind of input. If you want to aim high, it takes exactly the same kind of capacity within you mm-hmm. if you want to go low. So remember that, people, aim high. It's not going to take you any more energy. It's just a mindset thing, right? (laughs) Just a mindset thing. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, man. It's been absolutely awesome talking to you. Oh, and you, John. And I I appreciate Thank you for asking me on. And it's been been great here. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'll speak to you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life.
I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bard. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.